Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. All right. Hello, everyone. This is Rico, and this is Trex and Sci-Fi. I think this is show 866, which is should be some kind of significant number because it sounds like a good number. Maybe I should play it in the lottery. <laughs> and I have Jen with me, if you hear her, her laughing in the background at my silliness. But uh, hi, Jen. Hi. It's been a little while. What was yeah. the last show we did? And I, I think it was... What was it? A book review. Oh, that's right. Yes, it, it was the Cytonic thing, right? Uh-huh. Yes, 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 yes. Or and was I, it Continuum? Well, I think we did, yeah, I think we did Alias, we did Continuum, uh-huh. and I think it, then it was the book thing. Okay. So um, that's been, but it's been a few months, so it's good to have you. Thanks for joining me. And um, Thanks for asking. Obviously, uh, you guys know Jen from the Anomaly podcast, the on, on lengthy hiatus anomaly, I won't ask, but uh, we, we all, I know all your fans would, would, would hope you guys come back sometime. But the, um, but we're going to talk about, and this show will be going out this weekend on, well, actually it'll be Father's Day, Sunday, June 19th. It'll be, gosh, I, can't, I, I cannot believe, I don't know where the time goes. I don't know how you feel, but. It, it's flying by. Isn't it? Isn't it? Like, didn't it just become June? And now we're like the third week into June almost. I, I don't even, like, it's just so weird. I, I don't, I, I can remember growing up, summer seemed like so long, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they just were going on. Like, I know you guys in Texas get out of, the kids get out of school earlier, but our district where we're at, they literally had their last day of school today. Okay. Wow. And I was working at home today and, and I think it, they only had actually a half day. So I was upstairs getting some lunch. And these kids were getting off the bus in our neighborhood, and they were all like, "Yes, yeah, summer!" <laughs> they were like yelling and whooping. Poor it up, kids. Whooping. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you guys, schools. You know, they, they, it varies a little bit in, in different areas of the country. Like I know some people in the in the middle of the country, even like Iowa and that area, and they go back pretty early and then get out early, like you guys kind of do. Like mm-hmm. we don't go back until after Labor Day. So, so that's, yeah, how it all, but anyway, point is, is that, um, I can remember growing up and like summer seemed like it was infinitely long, you know, forever. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have like almost maybe not three months, two and a half months of just, I can do whatever I want. And, and, and but now it's like a month just goes by and you know, the snap of my fingers. Yeah. And your summer is not really summer. So well, it, 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 you know, when you, so well, when you look at it this way, this is what I tell people, you know, this is my comment when, when I, you know, that kind of, you know, when we get into that, when our temperatures swing, when you go, when you look at the whole year to, to below zero, you know, we were at 97, 96 or 97 Fahrenheit yesterday. So when we're like, when we can get down to like negative 10, negative 20, you know, that's like a hundred degree range for the year of, yeah. so, so we definitely think right now is summer. So <laughs> compared to minus 
you know, 10, 20 degrees and things like that and snow and all. So Yeah, it was 108 recently and I had to work in it. I was doing a photo shoot. It was miserable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. I feel you. The, the, um, I've been in some temperatures a few times like that and had to do, like I used to go to these things in Florida during the summer for these work survey things and I worked outside dur- during the summer in Florida all day long. So yeah, I, I, I know. But um but I do like the heat. I, I mean, I, I, I do like it. We're, we're def- you know, the difference also between, and then we'll get past the weather portion of the podcast. <laughs> the, we'll get the, um, the, the other thing about Michigan versus you guys, you guys have much, much longer, obviously, stretches of warm weather. Like, we're going to cool off this weekend. Like, we're back down to like only like 80 tomorrow and then I think 70 something on, on Saturday. So oh, that's we, spring here. We, we jump up and down a lot. Mm-hmm. We jump up and down in temps. Like you can go from, even in the spring when the when the weather's just warming up, you you can have a, a morning like twenty degrees and it can be like sixty seventy during the day, you know. So we we jump around a lot. But anyway, uh, but yeah, what we're gonna do with Jen and I are gonna talk about Firefly. And and I was I looked back quickly before I I, I connected up with you on on Skype here, but I tried to look back. Uh, and and try to reference like okay I I know on my podcast I've talked about Firefly a few times mm-hmm. the um the first time <laughs> this is really going back was was way back in 2010 so all, like <laughs> it's ridiculous uh, to think about but uh back way back on show uh, show 288 for the podcast. I, I had I dedicated a show completely to just the series basically of Firefly. So so but it's been a quite a long time and I don't th- think we ever talked about it. I, I, I can't remember if, if you know, whether I was on anomaly sometimes. I know you and you and Angela talked about it quite a bit, right? Mm-hmm. And we covered Shindig and Out of Gas and I believe the the final episode as well. Yeah, I know you did some yeah specific shows on specific episodes mm-hmm. as well. So you guys definitely are I, I you know absolutely know big Firefly fans. Talked about it on your show. I've talked about it, but you had mentioned the reason we kind of did this a little bit. A couple things. One, you had mentioned recently uh, when you messaged me about some things you've been doing, and one of the things we'll we'll talk about in a in a few. But you were mentioning some novels, some Firefly books that. Um, mm-hmm that are out there. So I wanted to get you on here and, and talk a little bit about that because obviously Firefly has been long off the air. You know, we have the one season, we have the one movie, but we're what we're going to try mainly to do uh, or part of this podcast is to kind of say, hey, you know, if you like Firefly a lot, hey, try this. And there are also some comics, which I'm a big comic fan and reader. Uh, there's also quite a few Firefly comics out there as well. So you know, to kind of clue people in on, on some of these other things. You can you can enjoy Firefly, maybe not a TV. You know, everybody's like, oh, when are they going to bring it back? You know, but I don't know. I think that ship has sailed, kind of, maybe. But I'd never say never. Now I've learned a long time ago, you know, there's so many things that they bring back or reboot or redo, you, you know. I, I, I kind of, like, have no doubt that at some stage, some time, you know, there will be some more Firefly. In, Maybe, in, but I don't want what it. What do you think? Joss Whedon is not a part of it. If yeah, he's not a part of it, I don't want he's it. He's kind of dug himself into a bit of a, yeah, he's, he's, and, and, he, and he's, he's gone like 
super quiet too, truthfully. You know, it's like it hasn't he hasn't even been talking. So, uh, but anyway, let, well, I, I didn't want to turn this into the beat on Joss Whedon, and I know you probably don't oh, want no, to. I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, obviously, most people who know Firefly know him. He's there's some things that have happened in the, in the recent years that have put him a little out of favor to say the least which is which is kind of sad because i still i still love these shows i used to watch buffy and and, you know everything basically all the stuff that he worked on back in that era you know i i really enjoyed a lot and still i you know it's a tricky thing these days but i mean i i still kind of appreciate the show appreciate the work and, and i and i try to think that there was a whole bunch of people that worked on this thing so you know you don't have to just go oh you know there's one bad egg i don't want to let it you know kind of sour it too much so but i wanted to start off with just a quick quick background rundown and get your um, basic impressions of firefly i can't recall how you first came to it you know did someone tell you did you watch it when it was first airing so tell me what what was your how did you get into firefly to begin with well, um, one of the problems with this show and why it was only one season was because Fox did a really crappy job of promoting it, and it I, I, I didn't even know about it. Yeah, I, I, I've heard that story from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, and the way I found out about it was through Angela. She forced me to, <laughs> to sit down and watch. I <laughs> twisted your um, arm, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was like, you are going to watch the show. So this would have been years it. later then, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah, we watched what should have been the... Um, the pilot, right? The pilot episode. But that that was the problem. <clears throat> they skipped the intended pilot and went straight into an episode, and you didn't know anything about the characters or what was going on. There were cowboys in space. Yes. Well, I think the first episode they aired was that train job episode. Yeah. I think was the first one. one, Which I think was a mistake. But anyway, yeah, that's how I I came to it is through Angela. And um, I loved it from from that moment on. It was, you know, being from Texas and growing up with a dad who was basically the reincarnation of John Wayne. <laughs> yeah, you guys, I mean, I think you guys are, you guys are kind of predisposed. It's 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 like you said, it's 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 basically cowboys in space. And mm-hmm. and so I would think if anybody's going to enjoy this show, it's got to be somebody from Texas, right? Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, and and then did you just basically kind of plow through the episodes when Angela told you about it? I mean, did you just sort of yeah, watch them all was... in a in a run or so? Yeah. I'm pretty sure we watched them all because it's not hard to do. <laughs> yeah, so, what is it? Four, so fourteen few. or something, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. And I and I shared it with Aaron recently too, and he was like, "That's it." Oh <laughs> yeah, did you so you did you warn him it was not a lot of episodes, or did you yes. just sort of like? And I was like, uh, you know, the best things, the best things in life, <laughs> sometimes are limited. <laughs> sometimes they are. Yeah, yep. sometimes that's that's true. You know, you you just um. I mean, it's one of those shows that there are, you know, some of these shows that start these days that don't go very long, like it canceled pretty quickly on Netflix or that kind of stuff. There's a lot of people who won't watch them, but this is kind of the, uh, you know, what I feel like is one of those rare kind of unusual shows where, yeah, it only had one season, but it still hasn't really put people like so much good word of mouth. So many people have gone and watched it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
you know, rather than like, oh, that didn't even last very long. I'm not going to watch it. It must be junk. You know, that's kind of the attitude about a lot of stuff where it didn't go very long, so it must not be very good, <laughs> which isn't always true. And, and also everybody's taste is a little different. So, uh, yeah. Is there any, um, was there anything when you, if you, I don't know how well you can remember when you, when you watched it, but, um, any particulars, either characters or episodes or things uh, about the show that really appealed to you besides maybe the cowboy aspect of oh, it? Oh, yeah, or there's what, plenty what, to okay. love about Fire. Yeah, there's plenty to love. <laughs> well, maybe a did... few, maybe a few, hit a few of the like big yeah. ones for you or something that you really like glommed onto. And, yeah. Well, oh, I re recently, you know, in preparation for this episode, I did go back and watch a few um, of okay. the series just uh -huh. to kind of refresh because, um, you know, it's been a, a maybe a year or two since I watched it, but, um, yeah, yeah, this, the thing I loved about Josh Whedon's writing style is that it's just, the humor is so good. It's in the dialogue and the character development. It feels I pretty natural to me always. I thought, I think this is the way I think about it. It's like, it, it doesn't seem too forced, right? It just, you know, Right. Yeah. And anti-heroes seem to be his thing <laughs> because, you know, with Buffy and, you know, Spike and all the characters there that are that you should not like, but you love. It's kind of that way with Firefly and Jane and, you know, Mal, his name meaning bad in Spanish. <laughs> Mal. Um, but he's good inside. It's just I love the struggles that each of them deal with you know there's mystery that you never discover the true you know what's behind some of the the reasons people are on the run like or you know with the firefly like shepherd i don't think we really ever found out what was going on with him um, yeah he just jumps you he kind of just drops you into things into yes. it right like yes, like a sp yeah go ahead yeah yeah you become part of you you're on a journey, you know, it's like a roller coaster. You just like, you don't even have time to buckle up. <laughs> just the, the car just takes off with you. And it's, 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 it's a really fun ride. And every time I rewatch it, I don't think there's a weak episode in the bunch, you know? And I think maybe if it had kept going, there would have been, you know, because of the struggle to keep up with the demand for how many you have to release a season and all that stuff. And, yeah, I probably. I mean, it was yeah. just really sharp, you know, the the writing, the real yeah. focused. It was very, I think the characters. And the <clears throat> acting. Yeah. yeah. I think they really started strong. Like, I think they had a great cast, obviously. Mm -hmm. And and I think, like, the only thing I had time to watch, rewatch this week, I watched the pilot um, episode. And it's really good episode because it drops you into things. The characters are so, like established right off the bat like you're you get a real good sense of the show i think from that and i agree with you what you know what you said earlier you know they really fox really bungled the whole thing my story you know real quick is is that unlike you know i i i usually watch like every new sci-fi and i certainly like joss whedon right from mm -hmm. other shows he had done and i knew about the show uh so it's and i think think if i remember correctly i think when it first came on i think when it was doing its first run on fox it was on like friday night which is awful really yeah 
That's probably why I never saw any of it. It's like I was Friday out. night is not usually <laughs> the sit down, curl up, and 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 watch TV night. It's uh, maybe watch a movie at home and or go out or do something like it. It's it's not it's not big. And I think it was on even pretty late, too. Mm-hmm. Nine, ten, maybe ten. Late's not you know. But but point is is that yeah they didn't. And then I did I do remember distinctly watching sitting down watching the first episode Train Job and it's not a bad episode. But it really just didn't hook me, and I, I didn't watch the rest of it. I just stopped, and then later on, you know, I kept hearing people talk a little bit about it. And I don't know when it was when I watched it, you know, in whatever I bought DVDs at the time or something. Uh, but um, or maybe it was on some other network like stream, uh, syndication, not streaming. That wasn't really a thing at that point yet, but. However, I watched it, you know, after the fact, it was like for me to quit on a show like that just shows how poorly they marketed and, and kind of got the word out of what it was really about. And especially, I think, like you said, not showing because that pilot episode is really appealing because, one, you get a real introduction to everybody in this sort of the setting a little bit. But you also get really intrigued by what's going on, like you said, right? Mm-hmm. What What's up with this book guy? What's up with River? You know what? 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 What's? What's happening here? What? Why is? And Mal's kind of he's kind of not a nice guy, you know. Really, I think he even says it in yeah. the episode a couple times. He's like, "I'm all right." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you I'm know, right. you know, like you know, he's he's just he. Well, it 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 gives you a sense of the way the world is, right, mm-hmm. and, and everything. And then they had this. There's this little bit of background on this war that happened, right? And and you know the. It, it, that basically he was on one side and they they lost essentially so you know it's it's good it it really pulls you in and i think if that episode had been aired things would have been maybe quite a bit different possibly so. yeah yeah he he um wasn't in the good graces of fox obviously for some reason maybe he <laughs> insulted somebody and they were like well this is what we're going to do <laughs> yeah to get you back i've i've it's always been strange to me and i first learned about this back when I was watching reruns of like the original Star Trek, it's always been strange to me how it, I think in, in the fact that with streaming and things that they do these days, it's not really happening so much anymore. There's much more control, I think over the people who make the shows, but this whole, um, this whole way of, of making a, a series and then messing around with the order you release the episodes in. Mm-hmm. That that's just always been super weird to me, especially when almost every show has some kind of pilot slash introduction type of episode, right? Mm-hmm. And to not use that um, as your as your starting episode, even if I, I I think they were thinking, oh, train job, that's pretty exciting, and all this stuff is happening. I'm not sure even what they were thinking possibly part of it that I never really thought about. Maybe there was something going on with, you know, the first episode, the pilot is longer than the other episodes, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe it was some kind of a scheduling thing, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. But um, so anything else on, on that really, you know, that you really like, uh, I guess, appeals to you about the show? Because this show has sort of a weird, not really weird, but it has a, uh, there's something about this show that's not like any other show. You mentioned the writing, the characters, acting. Um, what what about? Um, I always like the little stuff that they do, mm-hmm. like like when they throw in some Chinese, you know. Yes. 
and they don't really um i don't think they ever subtitle it do they Nope. Yeah. I, I, you don't have to know what they are saying. Most of the time it's bad words. <laughs> yeah, well, well, and I it's, think that's why it's they a little did bit it. of that. I, I mean, there's a, with it. there was a couple of sun, a couple of sequences in the pilot with, um, uh, with Wash and Zoe, I think talking where, where, where they, they go a little bit more than just a couple of bad words. And it's mm-hmm. like, but you still kind of get the feel for what, what they're talking about. So it gives it a unique quality also because mm-hmm. yeah. y- you just there there was nothing like it and it maybe it was part of its uh, downfall was that it was so different that people had a hard time other than those of us who are hardcore fans who just love anything new that's science fiction and halfway decent <laughs> yeah there's um, a little bit of that but uh, it didn't appeal yeah. maybe to the general audience because yeah. it was so different and and it wasn't just being um, the the Mandarin and the and the mystery of why everyone spoke Mandarin, but yeah, you kind of got an, an idea that at some point, you know, China took over the world, <laughs> and and that's well, why. or had but a big the, influence, right? Or had a yeah. ha, started to become and as as a lot of people have thought, uh, you know, is that they they became such a strong influence that their language spread more widely than it is now for example right you never really well i, I think and that was part of the appeal yeah. that the mystery of that and also there are no aliens and every planet is a terraformed planet and and not some yeah, it's basically you know, it's basically in goldilocks that yeah, they it, created well, you know well found. it's basically just you know it's just in the future like roughly you know 500 years or so mm-hmm in the future and and basically earth has the reason it's sort of this rough and tumble western kind of setting is is there's always this idea that it's sort of weird when you think about it that oh yeah when we go out into planets in the galaxy or just the solar system even we'll terraform some moons and some little planets and we'll plant some like covered wagons and horses <laughs> on those planets and that's how we'll that's how we'll like colonize them like we'll just create the old west on all these planets again it's a little funky when you kind of think about it but i think it's a way to symbolize the well not symbolize the it's frontier not, it's a not little? a yeah, uh, yeah. It's a, they're pioneers yeah. even though they're 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 you know in the future and they have these modern craft spacecrafts that can travel between planets and all this technology they're basically pioneers so i like that they he joss whedon used the i don't know the old west to just to make that point you yeah, know, you know sure. the, of well, them a, just yeah yeah there's a there's a lot of i did a whole show on this once i think mm-hmm. where there's a lot of there's a lot of West, I called it Western sci-fi, where there's a, there's a lot of, well, mm-hmm. another one is, I don't know if you've ever seen either the old movie or the newer TV show, but there's a whole show called, and movie, old movie called Westworld. Yeah. Which is basically, it's sci-fi with robot people, right? So, so I mean, it, it that, that idea of Western and, and mix of sci-fi has been around for, there was even in the, uh, old original star trek they held a you know gunfight at the okay corral episode basically you know know what i think the appeal of that was is that when those 
shows came out, westerns were really big back then in the sixties oh, yeah. and early seventies. So yeah, that absolutely. was the big deal, and they they factored it into their sci-fi, you know, <laughs> to I guess to make it a little more interesting or yeah, we bring in some, more people. We've had some westerns in recent years, but you know, mm-hmm. not not a lot. And, and it, you know, I kind of wish we'd get a couple every year cause I love, I know you like them. I love them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and there are some, you know, they've done some good ones. We've had, we've had some good ones over the years, but yeah, you're right. It was super popular that in that, you know, for, for a couple of decades, really the fifties, sixties, I mean, there was, you know, you probably just about at any point in time, you could have gone to the movies and seen a Western, you know, mm-hmm. there was one playing some Western playing. TV all, shows all too, the, all the time, and TV, obviously, yeah, true, definitely. So you know, I don't know, whatever, Gunsmoke, Bonanza, how many seasons did those shows last? Forever? <laughs> Have Gun, Will Travel. I mean, yeah. my dad watched them all. Cow Call, or what is it, Cattle Call? There's a whole bunch of. You them. You probably know more than I, more of them than I do. I know a few of them, and, and oh, my was, dad still. He, yeah. There's like a TV channel dedicated to old westerns. And oh it's yeah, like all yeah. that's on at my dad's house. <laughs> <laughs> They're so funny because they're basically like those old shows like that are there's probably like four or five basic plots of them, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there was the Wild Wild West, which I loved, right? Mm-hmm. Which which was yep. the the spy kind of series. That one had a little bit of variety, but you know, the the westerns were like bad guy comes to town. Y- you know, <laughs> there was like you know, we've got to get the cattle to from one point to, you know, point A to point B or some, you know, there's just the it, but it was I think it, there's something sort of appealing of the simplicity of it all, too, that I always liked at least, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but it's it and it's kind of pure in a, in a way. But um, except for some of the overt racism. Well, <laughs> you know? yeah, it, yeah. It, it's the, the era they were a product of their time. And... Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, not just even of their time, but of the time they were representing, right? For mm-hmm. like in the, yeah. the turn of the century and everything like that. So yes, yes. It's it it's interesting. Um, this is a totally side thing that just popped into my mind. But with all these birds and stuff, I was telling you about before we started recording. But the um, in our yards and things, we have some baby. We have a baby bird's nest right outside of one of our back windows too of of cardinals, which is there's three of them in their hatch now. And um, but um, you know that old little children's little song. You know the the lady that swallowed the fly. The lady that you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Lynn told me that they've changed that in recent times so, because it's, it, I don't know, it offended some people. And, and it, it's something like the, the, when the lady swallowed the cow or something. I, I forget how the whole thing goes, but she told me, yeah, they're changing books. And I'm like, do they really think some little kid's going to try to go swallow a cow or something? I don't, I don't understand why they feel the need. Like, I don't think we turned out all that bad. Like, I, I don't. This whole idea of going back and trying to sort of re—I get some things retrofit the, or yeah, redo and things. this is sort of spinning off what you said about the you know the racism that's you know sometimes sure old westerns, old TV shows, old movies, you know sexism, racism, all that kind of stuff. But but to try to go back and like erase it, it's like mm-hmm. guys, it doesn't mean it's right or that we like condone some of those things, but it did happen. You, you know, I, I don't know. It also kind of, it's a good measuring stick of, of where we are now. Like my son watches some, some he's watched some of those shows with my, my dad. And he's like, uh-huh. he's in shock. <laughs> you know, like, why is that guy painted red? 
Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. He's a no, white guy. But you see, know, those that, kinds of things. Yeah, see, he recognizes that yeah, it's, it's it, it jumps that. out and it seems weird to him, right? It is weird. It, and it's weird to me. You know, they're like, and okay, master. You know, like in seventy four. So yeah, I mean, even 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 calling somebody master and stuff like you know, it's just you know, I, it, it's just. But anyway, that's a bit of a spinoff mm-hmm. talk topic. But it's it's sort of related. The um, I think um, yeah. I mean, I, I the the show has just got like all the characters are just so fun to watch. I think they they. You know, some that got a little bit more to do, you know, than others. Some were a little more airtime. I always like the fact that Jane is kind of like, <laughs> you know, Mal doesn't really even want to turn his back on him. Like they're not, you know, it it changes a little bit through the show, but in the beginning, like I said, like the pilot especially, you know, you 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 just, it's like is this guy really going to turn on his, his captain of the ship, you know, like betray him and everything in the first episode? Jeez, you know, like, I mean, but, um, but that's the cool thing about what, what, you know, some of the writing and that Joss has done, you know, even whatever the, he tries to do sometimes things that are a little bit unexpected, you know, and I can appreciate that, but, um, but yeah, it, um, yeah, one of my favorite scenes, I think, was in the first or second episode. It may have been the second episode, maybe the first. Um, Jane says something very they're around the dinner table. Oh yeah, you know? it's in the that's pilot. kind of what they yeah, do as I, a family. I just watched it. Right, he 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 kind of insults. Is it Kaylee? I think he, he said something that wasn't just insulting, but it was um, yeah, it was sexist and it was tacky. Yeah, and Mal said, "Get up from my table." Yes, yes. And leave. Like, yes. he, it, you see that, okay, Mal, he's rough and he's, you know, he's unpolished, but there's a sense of uh, honor and, yeah, you know, respect that yeah, he has. Yeah, especially with Kaylee, because Kaylee, mm-hmm. I always thought he felt like Kaylee was kind of like his little kid sister. Little sister, yeah. yeah he calls he, her Maymay? Is that the Mandarin? Something like that. It's a nickname that, yeah. that means little yeah, sister. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you're right. No, that's a good that's a good point. And and I did like, you know, the fact that he even though he kind of is always, you know, kind of especially in the pilot, I think it kind of goes away pretty quick. But he kind of insults Inara, you know, quite a bit. Right. Oh, yeah. And yeah. and, And that, you know, but that's a little bit of a double edged thing because he cares for her. Right. Yeah. So. He, so, I think yeah. she hurt him, so he says that to hurt her back. But it was kind of resolved in Shindig. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. That the and, and they certainly had it resolved later, and once they got and and did the movie too and everything, which uh, I really liked the movie too. I was so glad that we got that. I mean, even though there, are th- <laughs> you know, that's been quite a long time and you know spoiler warning things happened in there that you know we were like oh no please don't do that you know but, but i can't the, watch it again no you can't I've really i've only seen no. it once and i can't watch it again because of that because of that yeah yeah, yeah I, I get i get that i can understand that but the, what i was all i was going to say about the movie is is it was it was interesting because it kind of filled a lot of little things in a bit mm-hmm. you know we learned a lot more about river and and what was that all about a bit you know and just it, I, I liked it. It was a little bit more kind of rebelish, you know, in terms of they were kind of fighting against the establishment, you know, getting the signal out there, that whole business. So, uh, you know, the other thing I was just going to say, you know, in ju- is just in general, that's what this show is 
kind of at the core a little about, right? It's this little band of people and also just the people that are out there and as they keep always calling it in the verse, you know, that are, you know, they kind of have the, the, you know, the, the government or whatever they call it, you know, is they're not really good, you know, they don't really take care of things that there's like, it's basically the rich and powerful and everyone else, which is the another, elites. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which, which is basically another thing that you could kind of identify mm-hmm. with in, you know, in our current day of, you know, things of, of we all feel like sometimes that there's the, the, you know, the people who are controlling everything and everybody to some degree and then everyone else, right? Yep. That we're at the sort of at the mercy of that. And, uh, so that's always appealing. I mean, it's just like in Star Wars, you know, you have the Empire and and everyone trying to rebel against their control. Uh, you know, a very common idea, too. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Was there anything else we should cover about the show or the movie? I think that's probably Who's plenty. your favorite? It's hard for me to pick, but... Oh, I think I probably always identify with Mal. I yeah. mean, I've... I've, I've, I've <laughs> for, for me, I mean, I don't know if that makes him my favorite favorite i kind of i kind of I, I guess identify with him i i think i like wash a lot just because he you know i i i tend to try to crack jokes and be that <laughs> i kind of split between those two guys how about you which is um i love kaylee and yeah you know, she's she's you know it's hard to it's hard not to love kaylee you know yeah <laughs> it's like, well it's funny because um i recently i was doing a brand strategy for my business which is you know, you, it's, it's the foundation of your marketing plan and everything and just the essence of your company. Right. And one of the things you're supposed to do is come up with a brand attribute, like, um, descriptions that are, um, that are adjectives that would describe your company using characters or actors or famous people. And, Uh and then you, you use that to kind of describe who you are and what you do. And so, yeah, you try to keep it very, I wanted to be considered the Kaylee Fry of branding and design. <laughs> you know, ah. I wanted to be approachable and friendly and just know my stuff and be like magic with it. You're just going to be but out there in your uh, little chair sitting and you're going to yeah. say when somebody walks by, you're going to you're going to work with me. Like yeah. Kaylee says to book, you know, you're you're coming with us. I love like that. All my reviews are like that, though, that I'm super friendly and everyone becomes my friend. So I think that that probably is a good description. Of no, my that's business. great. I mean, that's a good that's a good way to pull this together i mean you know and that's perfect for uh, you know a small business person too because i i I say this all the time to different people Uh, to to me the the thing in this day and age that we need more of are are is that you know kind of the Mm -hmm. personal touch the friendliness you know we've become we were saying this at the beginning you know kind of isolated in in some ways so no that's that's great and uh and I think Kaylee is perfect for that. You know, she she just you know is totally like friendly with everyone, and and just just is real. You know, she, she counters all the other characters yeah. that are so basically uh, suspicious and and rightly Shady. so. You know, you know that yeah. I I mean they 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 need to be suspicious because there's some bad people out there in the verse. And, and they can't just be like her, but you need somebody like that or it becomes too um, one-sided mm-hmm. and too kind of grim a little bit too. You need somebody, like I think she kind of really balances Mal a lot, right? You know, she she will, she's like in, in a way, she's one of the few 
like that can I think get him to do something maybe he doesn't really want to do. You know, Zoe can do that too. Though. She can, she can, but but Zoe kind of really follows his lead a lot. And, she also and puts him in his place. She does. She does. They all they all have to sometimes. But mm-hmm. there's something about innocent, you know, and, and and with Kaylee that he'll just really like, you know, really respond to sometimes. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's. Uh, you know what that reminds me of? What's that? I when I was a little girl, I realized that I had my dad wrapped around my finger, <laughs> and it was scary. Like I I. You didn't like that, or, or you I, were, no, no, no. Or, or it was did, just you I were surprised? how much power I had as a oh. as dad's girl, right? Okay. Because he's he's grouchy and rough and tough and everything, and I wanted a kitten. And all I had to do was <laughs> bat my eyes and say, Daddy, can I have this kitten? You know, whatever. And he was just... He would just melt like and, butter. And I was like, wow, that was really easy. <laughs> so I think maybe in some way... <laughs> that's Kaylee. Maybe you are Kaylee, yeah. actually. Yeah. So that's uh, not yeah. me. I'm just saying that that's that Kaylee has Mal wrapped around her finger. A bit, yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, in a, in a way. I mean, he just he's he trusts her and and he cares for her. So he'll, you know, like you said about the the dinner table scene and everything like that. So you mm-hmm. know, that's really good. Hey, um, I didn't want to go too long, so maybe in another 15 minutes, but let's let's split off into, you know, talking about, so why don't you spend a little time here and describe for people the, the books and stuff that you've been, and I'm trying to recall if you, are you doing audio, are you reading mm-hmm. them, but, but let, I have to, yeah, do audio while I'm working. Yeah, so let people know, like, maybe some of the titles, the authors, some of the stuff you told me recently, and, and to give, kind of point them in the right direction on the, on the sure. Firefly um, novels that are available. Yeah, sure, give me five minutes, like, one minute. My sure. dog locked himself in another oh, room. And okay, he's yeah, go, go ahead, no problem. <laughs> Hold on one sec. Go ahead. I'm coming, Max. Come on. He does that for attention. He'll go lock himself in a room. Oh, that's so you have that's, to come. Yeah, no, I, I know what that's like. And he, he probably with, you know, with two of your household gone, you know, it's probably weird for him too. So yeah, yeah. he's pacing a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, the the books I just kind of accidentally discovered them on Audible. Um, uh-huh. There's several of them that are free, and the first one that I found was called Big Damn Hero, and I think it's by James Lovegrove, and it's still free. If it's included, I guess, with Audible, so it's not technically free, but you know, because it's it's just part of your subscription. So sure, um, I understand. Yep. And uh, I've read. Let's see. I've read like five of them now and listened to David corrected me. My husband, he's like, you didn't technically read them. You're listening to them. <laughs> we had that discussion like at my house here. We had that discussion because my, my younger son, Eric, has been doing um, a, a, a fair number of Audible things too. And I do Audible as well. And I don't really get big. I don't really get hung up on the whole like reading versus listening. I, yeah. I, I mean – However you want to cut it, I know what the book is about. Yeah, you're absorbing material, and that's good. Exactly. So they're basically like watching a new episode, and I love – it's just so – they're so well written that – he he just has you know it's it's several authors that do it. I think there's one by Una McCorm- McCormack. Yeah, and I pulled up my yeah. There's 
a few of them, but James um, Lovegrove does quite a few of them. Yeah, it looks like he started it, like you said, with Big Damn Hero, right? Mm -hmm. I I see Firefly series, book one on Audible, nine hours and 32 minutes, came out in 2019, book one. And then I'm trying to see, let's see, I see up to book six, I think. Yeah, there's Um, another one I just um, put on my wish list that's coming out. I think in a couple of months, but it's, they're just, I'm hoping they're just an ongoing series. Let's see. There's big damn hero, magnificent nine, the ghost machine, firefly generations, life signs, carnival, and then book seven, which you can pre-order right now is called what makes us mighty. And like I said, it's, they're like watching an episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, you would not be able to tell the difference between these novels. You know, sometimes, you know, when you would really watch, fit. you know, yeah. listen or read a Star Wars book, they oh, just, yeah. they're, sometimes they're good and you're like, oh my gosh, Obi-Wan, this is such a great book. And then some they're like, sometimes the you're like, oh, so hard to read this. <laughs> well, the Star Wars thing, a, 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 my quick comment on the Star Wars thing, and I know when you guys were doing regularly Star Wars stacks, and I, I think mm-hmm. I even commented to you guys, and I don't know if I can't remember if I even came on one time and said this, but the trouble with the Star Wars things, so Firefly has the advantage right now where they kind of can kind of, they're a little more open. Like Star Wars, they just have to fit them in a certain slot. Like my biggest problem with the Star Wars stuff is is especially when they were doing the things in between these movies and kind of just before this is just before the movie they really not a whole lot of anything dramatic could happen you know so well fireflies that way too and these books do they'll tell you in the intro what episode this goes like they'll say sometimes you know this is before such and such episode Oh, that's exactly what i was going to just ask you so are these sort of so these are all they're kind of well maybe not all of them but are they interspersed yes within the the main sh- the, the the first season the, episodes yes. that we know oh so i had this idea that possibly i don't know are any of these gen are they are they set post movie at all nope nope they're before the movie oh okay um so far the ones i've i've read are oh, all before all right. the movie so none of these are really they're not like a, a continuation of Hey, you want to know what happens after the the? You know? Nope. <laughs> oh, I was kind of hoping. I mean, I'm I'm cool. I want to. I would definitely listen to these, uh, and maybe after I finish the the current thing that I'm listening to, not reading, but the um, but I I, I would have hoped someone would write something post movie too. They probably are coming. Yeah. I'm just thinking that they're gonna fill in the gaps. You okay. know, I got because there. So it, I would. I'd like to imagine that. There were other seasons that we never got to see, and these are the, you know, part of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm know, well, movie. yeah, I, so. I got you. The, um, I was also going to, one related question now that you've mentioned sort of when these take place. How, like, if you haven't watched, like, I haven't watched the whole series in a while again. Mm-hmm. Is it is it helpful to really have it fresh in your mind, or do you think it doesn't no. matter that much? Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, um, sometimes it... The, the the more subtle touches you'll get if uh-huh. you've recently watched it. Like, for instance, um, there, I think, what was, I think it may have been in Firefly Carnival, book six. I think that's the one. Um, River 
has kind of a premonition of what may happen in the movie. And she's savoring the relationship, you know, of the characters because Ah, of that. So if you didn't see the movie, you have no idea what she's talking about. Got but you. it's okay. not important or integral to the plot or the the sure. story. And okay, well that's cool. Whole. Yeah, I would have thought. Yeah, I'm a little I'm a little surprised. I would have thought some of these they would have gotten to the point. And I don't know. Maybe there are. I'm curious. I'll I'll do a little more looking before maybe I do podcast notes and stuff. But I'm really curious if there's other books besides. I mean, I only looked at Audible. I don't know. Did, did you ever look on Amazon or anything like that? I'm. I'm, I'm yeah. There, these are there are the, others? Or they're available this, on Amazon, too. These are, but um, there in, aren't any other. In print-type form, you mean? There's you nothing yeah. series-related that's oh, a novel. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, I looked. <laughs> there's well, a couple then, of uh, like documentary-style yeah. books. but Yeah, well, there's um, the... And I have... Uh, I'll t- you know, so what else? Any uh, Tell us just a couple more minutes on, on the book or books that you've done. You mentioned to me, I think, when you you sent me a message about it, uh, about tell me a little bit about the um, the narrator and the voices. You said something like oh, he, yeah. he does a pretty good job of that, or whoever. Yeah, is it the, the narrator same it, guy. Yeah, I'm it's looking. the same guy. His Jane. name is James Anderson. James Anderson Foster. Okay. Yeah. And at first, it's kind of like I don't know because I I've narrated books before, and it's not like my thing you know because I, I like to do other kinds of voiceover but um there's a little bit of an effort to make the the narration not sound so stiff sometimes when you're doing a novel and he does sound a little bit stiff when he's telling the story but when he does the characters he gets into it and yeah. he has a pretty convincing mal and and he doesn't sound like wash but he has the intonations you know the way wash would do his stuff you know, stuttering yeah. kind of talk like this, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Oh, we're all going to die and, here or something. Yeah, okay. and he yeah. has a mouth. I mean, he has a he, he has a good handle. Like you, I can see him probably as maybe having enjoyed the shows and in the episodes uh-huh. and having a good handle of the characters before coming to, to this job, you know, as a narrator. Yeah. You would have to, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, that's probably makes sense. The, um, yeah, I would think so too. Yeah, I I mean I've done a lot of audiobooks and I I agree with you that that the sometimes the narrators or the whatever you want to call it, the person reading the book, narrating, doing the voices, all that stuff. Sometimes I really like them, sometimes they're just okay, sometimes I have a harder time. In general, I I I I like who who they end up usually or it once I'm listening to it for a little while, I kind of get into their groove of how they're doing it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I'm okay. Okay. Basically, I say, yeah, you guys, that's okay. I understand you. Although it's funny. There's this one set of, there's kind of like spy novel type stuff, which I read sometimes. There's a there's a series. Um, the author's name is Brad Thor, which is mm-hmm. like maybe the greatest name ever, Brad Thor. <laughs> um, but uh, I think that's the author's name, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but, uh, and, and it's this secret... Um, uh, he's a secret service agent guy and not to get into a lot of detail, but like the first, uh, the first book is about kind of, they, they kidnapped the president of the United States and, 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 and things like that. But point is, so I've listened to two of these, right. And I was going to re- listen to the third one. And then I, I, 
I did that little on Audible. You can do that little preview of it, right? Mm-hmm. And I started playing it. And I'm like, well, who's this guy? You know? And they it's had switched. Jarring. They had switched narrators, and yeah. it was drastically. I felt it was drastically different, be, because it's um, the point of view is the is the the Secret Service agent, right? The the book is is written through his eyes, right? Whatever mm-hmm. that is for whatever. So he has a very kind of younger sounding voice, very active kind of. I don't know how to exactly describe it, but. He sounds like kind of a mid-30s kind of guy and, you know, just his voice fit, I thought, the character, right? Yeah. He's a, he's supposed to be voicing this character primarily in the book. And then the third book, they go to this guy and he sounds like he's talking like this. Like, it's so, so different. And, and mm-hmm. I read some of the reviews and people saying like, yeah, the book's okay, but boy, this narrator is so different than bring back the other guy. Yeah, they you can, they can yeah. make or break an audio book. It's... Yeah, I, have I, I really want to continue the book awful. series, and I may try it anyway. You know, yeah. just because I really like the first two books, I, I I listened to, but but yeah, it's I'll put it this way: when you get into a series, I don't know if you've done this with Audible, but when you get into a series with a certain narrator, for good or for bad, if you if you like the books and you're okay, we'll just say with the narrator, changing it midstream is is like whoa. Like <laughs> it's jarring. Yeah, and I'm sure there was a reason. I, I, I mean, I'm assuming either the other guy, I don't know, couldn't do it. Maybe he wanted more money. I, I don't know what the reasoning, but you know, I doubt that's something they really want to do, for the most part. I mean, I would think that they wouldn't want to do that, but it was just, it just struck me when you were talking about the narration about yeah. that, and I was like, and I just recently. Just this last week, I, I found that out because I was looking. I had finished a book I, I read or listened to, and then and then I wanted another one. And I was like, oh, I'll go back to this series. I haven't read one of these in a while. And then I played a little of it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I definitely think these would be worth checking out if you're a Firefly fan. Firefly one other thing, fan. Uh, yeah. One other thing I wanted to add. Sure. I just I didn't realize it, but it would explain a lot as to why these feel like episodes, it says that Joss Whedon is the consulting editor on each of these. Oh, okay. All right. So he has been, I guess, directing or shaping the yeah, story. Yeah, e- even, even though there are other actual writers for mm-hmm. them, he, he has some kind of, he has some kind of connection, you know, with, with these books. Okay. Yeah. And they all look like they're what I would consider in audible terms and audio book terms. They're not super long. They're mm-hmm. all like, eight hours ish give or take and you know one a little bit longer than others one's one seven hours and something but uh yeah yeah i gotta i gotta start listening to some of these i i'm sure i would enjoy it and it you know especially since like we said earlier about well this is the, you know we have firefly of a, of one season of episodes in a movie and and the other thing real briefly and i'm not going to talk a lot about this but there are a lot of comics out there, and I know you don't really read comics, Jen, but some obviously people do, and I wanted to point this out. They, uh, there's a couple different, what I've been doing, and I haven't read, I've read some of these, but I have not read a lot of them, truthfully. I have a couple of collections on my shelf that I haven't gotten to, but my best suggestion would be, you know, go to Wikipedia and go to Amazon and just search for Firefly Comics. There's a couple of good collections out there. There's one called um, uh, Firefly Blue Sun Rising Deluxe Edition. It's got about, 
let's see how many issues are in this. I don't know. It's 300 pages worth or something like that. There's there's one that's on the Unification War, so that goes back in into the past, you know, in terms of Mal during the war, that kind of stuff. Mal and Zoe basically in the war. So that makes it kind of interesting. So the interesting thing about the comics versus the books that you just described, Jen, is that they bounce around a little bit in time frame more. There mm-hmm. are some pre-series, there are some post-series as well. Basically, um, they, they get to play around a lot in, in you know, different times of, of the, you know, past, we'll call it, we'll call it within Firefly terms, you know, the past, the present, and the future somewhat. So the art, the artwork is in most of these is really, really good. I think they capture, you know, it's always tricky when you do what I call licensed comics, uh, they've read a lot of Star Wars comics over the years, and sometimes they, there's two things they fall into really badly, or that can go really wrong with the art. And I don't think Firefly, these Firefly comics, fall into that. I think they do a good job, and there are even sample pages you can see. Like I'm looking at a sample page right now uh, on Amazon. When you go to the search for Firefly comics and these collections, like the Unification War, so what I see there's, and you're an artist, Jen, so you'd appreciate this. They there's two things that people will do sometimes, especially with a licensed thing that has obviously actors and character likenesses out there. One, one, the, the really bad one that they do in Star Wars comics and certain issues have fallen into this, they use too many photo reference things. So for us that are into Star Wars and know some of these things very well, they'll, they'll do a Luke face or, or mm. a Darth Vader or a Leia face or a Han Solo. And it's like, that's exactly what he looked like and his even his expression right out of like Empire Strikes Back. You know, it's this scene in Empire. Mm-hmm. So it's like they photo reference it. The guy kind of draws it still, but it's like you guys, it's not even like you haven't even changed his expression or anything. <laughs> so that's a problem. And then and then you've got people who try too hard to sort of artistically capture the the artist rather than using some of their own style. And I and what I'm getting at is the Firefly comics, for the most part, they change artists a bit. Artists in comics, they kind of have a lot of these comics have the same author and, and the same writers. Uh, Greg Pak is is one of the writers that does a lot of this stuff, but they they change the artists. So this this it's a bit of a mixed bag. Some are better than others, but I don't. I think the Firefly comics point is I think the art on in it is really is really good. I think they do a good job of you know who the characters are. They kind of look like you know they're actor counterparts but the guy's put his own style into it you know he's Mm -hmm. made it its own do you understand what i mean jen oh yeah does that make sense yeah well for one thing star wars is someone's controlling it with an iron grip that's (laughs) true probably well didn't tarkin say that or no leia said that to him the more you tighten your grip tarkin the more (laughs) systems will slip through your fingers (laughs) exactly In, in that carrie fisher way you know so yeah, yeah, that you're right. Star Wars does keep things kind of too controlled. Although, although you'd think with all the control they had, they could get some better artists and do a better job of it. But uh, you know, but um, you know, yeah. honestly, that's why I don't like comics because I, as an artist, have a hard time just uh, enjoying. I either criticize the art or enjoy the art, and I'm not reading the story. Or I read the story and don't enjoy the art. So I've never. It's hard for me to put that together. Yeah, you you would. 
Yeah, I, I get that a little bit. I mean, I, I've done a lot of art, you know, more in the past. I don't really have, I don't know, can't never get to it anymore. But the my comment, my only quick comment to that would be, I agree with you, except it's not, I'm sure you would be able to find things that, you know, you enjoy. Like, like even take a look at some of when you get a chance, you know, pull up some of these Firefly comics and look at some of the, the art pages. Yeah, is it perfect always? Maybe there might be things you might say. But the, let, let's say, yeah, there's definitely, I mean, I cringe at some comics too that I pick up and pay for and read anyway. But I, I've gotten to the point where I've, you know, a number of years I've like, what you end up having, this happens I think for most people with comics, you fall into like, this artist I like. I like this artist. I like this artist. I like this writer. You start to follow certain people that you like, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're you even if they're writing like say okay they're writing uh, or they're drawing a Superman comic or they're drawing a Batman comic or a Spider Man comic, you're comfortable with their art. And when they go to another whoever it is, a different hero or company or whatever they're drawing, you you're accepting of how they do it and their style and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, you would find some I'm sure that you'd be totally fine with. There there are definitely some you probably wouldn't be fine with. Oh, um, no, it's just a matter yeah. of me being able to enjoy both at the same time, the art and the story. Yeah. Because my brain it, is not... <laughs> it, ha, it's, it takes a long time to yeah. get used to that a little. I, I get <laughs> I get what you're saying. It's it's um, Comics are an interesting medium. I mean, I've read comics for since I was in you know high school, I think I started. I actually started, you know, a lot of people read, kids who read comics, they start a lot younger than even I did. So, so maybe that gave me a different idea or perspective, but... Um, they're uh, like most things an acquired taste you know every, everybody has their likes or their dislikes but they uh i love comics i mean i'll always read comics and uh but these again just to bring it back to the firefly thing there's a lot of them out there you'd be amazed at how many are, are out there's 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 tons of comics they're almost i would say each year printing a few new firefly comics and then they eventually collect them all like they'll put out maybe six or ten twelve issues and then it usually gets collected into either what's called a trade paperback or even a bigger collection, uh, which if you buy and you wait till they have these bigger collections, you can save a lot of money. Your comics these days, when you buy a single issue of a comic, it's pretty expensive. They're usually like, most of them are about three ninety nine or so each. So if you buy a collection, though, you can get like, you know, they're when they collect it all together, it's probably half that. Plus, you can also read some of these things if you ever want to try uh, there's an app called Comicsology, which used to be independent, and now Amazon, like everything these days, Amazon bought them. So they're under the Amazon banner, kind of like mm-hmm. Audible is as well. Mm-hmm. So if you search for some of these comics, if you're searching even in Amazon, you may see a little link to Comicsology, and you can buy an issue for like a dollar or two or something like that. Plus, I think Comicsology also, just like Audible, has a subscription thing for a certain amount i forget what comiXology is per month these days i think it's maybe five dollars a month or something like that it may have gone up a little bit when amazon bought them but you can read there's a certain um group you don't get access to every comic that they have but you can get access to a lot of comics it's kind of nice especially if you're just getting into it because you can just try things out you know like you were saying about some of the stuff you might not like but 
but Comixology, if you subscribe for like a month or two, you can you can try a lot of different comics, not just Firefly, but other other things too. So that's my pitch for comics and Firefly, or <laughs> or just comics in general. I'm always uh, I'm always banging the drum for comics a little bit, just just to get. I always basically put it this way to different people. I say, hey, try it. If it's not for you, that's totally cool. If it is, hey, you know, I've I've gotten a lot of you know gotten a lot of people excited over comics over the years too, like. When I first started, it was a good friend of mine who was into comics, and he just brought a pile of comics over to me one one day and said, "Here, read these," and I was hooked after that. So, uh. you know, one of the other things I was going to bring up that you can get that will kind of just make you feel happy inside just listening to it is the soundtrack to the Firefly series. Are you going to sing for us now? Then no, is that no, what no. <laughs> Because I still have that somewhere. <laughs> I know. I'm not sure Please which one you guys. It. I'm sure. I don't I'm, mind it. It's which just ones you guys cringe more? Complain. Do you cringe more when you sang the fire Firefly theme, or when you when <laughs> you sang Enterprise. the Enterprise? Which one is it now? It's. I think it was the Enterprise theme. I think the Enterprise theme. Yeah, I have locked. And it's only because I didn't want to destroy it. I won't well, play it, but but it's locked in a safe away safely. So. It's in a lockbox. It's in a lockbox, a safety deposit <laughs> box. I think Tom Cruise in the next Mission Impossible is going to have to get it. I don't, you know what? I don't, it was fun. We we would do that a lot where we would just end up singing together. Just I want a whole sing along. I want to sing along Anomaly. To, that's it would what be I want. fun. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we, I spun you off a little bit. Were you talking about the, the soundtracks or something? The, yeah, the, the soundtrack the to yeah. the series is so good and just. Um, is it that, a single you know, CD? Is it a multi? I don't think I have. I think that. it's an I album. I do own it. It's on Apple. I don't know if it's still on Apple. I bought it years ago, but okay, it's probably yeah. still there. I know I bought the soundtrack to the movie. I think which has a lot of similar themes yeah. and music um, in the it's, show. I love the music. I mean, I, the music is yeah. just like in Star Wars. It adds another dimension to oh, the absolutely. story. It just makes it more absolutely. alive. And yeah. it's so unique and at the same time familiar. You know, it's folky and then folksy, I guess. And then yeah. at times it's it, it's it's a beautiful meshing of Asian music with with American folk. You know, yeah. Western no, it's stuff. A, it's a very interesting. I, mm-hmm. I'd say it's 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 unique and and which I love. I, I I like when people do something that's new and unique and different. You know, because it's it's just it's appealing. I don't want to have the same vanilla pudding every day. <laughs> That's the way I'll put it. Vanilla pudding. I haven't had vanilla pudding in like forever, but uh, but I don't know why that popped into my mind. But you get the idea that it, yeah. it, I'd rather let's let's have something kind of new and different. You know, I'm I'm all always about variety and, and that. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the music, the music on the show is so good. And, and and it's just it just like you said you you said it perfect that it adds just this other dimension to it. I mean I, I have to say that that all of the biggies on my like list of you know my favorite you know entertainment things franchises Star Trek Star Wars Firefly they all have like uh, very very distinctive music. You know mm-hmm. that, that that just adds so much to what you're what you're watching or reading or whatever. Um, it it just is really important to the to to the feeling of what you get out of it. You know the feeling of the of the show. So no, that's a good um, that's a good point. Yeah, I kind of wish one other little comment I would say to that is I don't know. Have you ever 
listen to Audible has these I don't know what you call them. I don't know if they're just their Audible original stuff, but they do it's kind of like what we tried to do, you know, back in the day, post Ready Room Gen, where mm-hmm. they it's more of a production. They have different yeah. actors, multiple actors. They have music. They have sound effects. They they it's more like an old style radio kind of show than it is just somebody reading the book. Yeah. Right. Have you listened to some of that stuff? Do you know what I'm talking about? I have. Um... There's some old Star Wars stuff that's like that, and there is. Hobbit, our Lord of the Rings, things yeah, like that. They've done it with they've done it with some Star Wars. They've done it with some Star Trek. They've I I, I kind of wished. I'm I'm assuming that these Firefly Audibles that you talked about, it wasn't like that. It was just a guy reading basically and then doing voices mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, but I just um, I just finished one. Um, uh, you may be, I don't know if you'd be interested in this at all. It's fairly short. It's called, uh, it's been advertised like all over the place, even in magazines, TV books, um, backs of comics. It's, it's, it's on audible. It's called impact winter. And it, it's a, it's a full blown production. Like a lot of the guys, there are a lot of not guys, women too, also both, but a lot of the actors are people you would recognize their voices. There's, oh, it's there's, an audio drama. Yes, it's yeah. an audio drama. It's called Impact Winter. Uh, there are quite a few people, I think, in it from who were on Game of Thrones, um, which I don't think you watched. But but point is, they're high level, you know, acting talent, and it was mm-hmm. really good. The only bad thing about that book was um, it kind of abruptly somewhat stops. Like it's oh. very short. It's only what was it, six hours, something like that. It's pretty short. But it's obviously totally like when it was winding up the last, you know, bit of it, I'm like, oh, they're not really, are they going to end this here? They're going to, I mean, I would say that they sort of resolve some things, but there are things that are unresolved for sure. Mm -hmm. So I guess they're going to do more. But the point with all that is I would love them to do, it'd be cool if they could ever do a Firefly one, right? Yeah. Get the cast and, uh, and just do something like that. That would be a blast. That would be uh, that would be very cool to to have something you know, and just just something to uh, listen to that way. So, all right. Well, I think that's pretty plenty. I, I mean, we could have talked for probably another hour or something, but it's uh, it was a good idea. I think that uh, it's it's gotten me back into Firefly. You know, you kind of go in and out of these kinds of things, and I don't. I know you said you're you. You're not watching like the new Kenobi or New Strange New Worlds. I know you got you said you cut back on TV. You know, yeah, all the stupid anything I watch streaming. is usually is usually on Prime. So I just yeah. finish Outer Range, and um, there's a lot of. I'd good like to stuff watch there. that. I, I've heard pretty good things. Um, it's it's a yeah. it's kind of a mm, Twin Peaks, Picket Fences, Stranger Things. <laughs> um, what was a Longmire mixed together? Oh boy. <laughs> Okay, that's a lot, yeah. but uh, but I was just going to say that you know there's so many things that are on these days to watch and and other other things that pull you away from entertainment. You know, I'm, I'm kind of it was fun to to revisit some Firefly, and now I want to read or listen to those books that you mentioned, read some more comics, go back and watch the show again. Now that I've kind of started, by the way, for those that, that may not know, um, it is on Hulu. It's streaming on Hulu. If you have Hulu, if you're you know even if you're like, I only pay for the the commercial version of Hulu, which is pretty cheap. It's like not very much, six bucks or something, seven a month, something like that. But 
but I watched that's how I watched the pilot the other day even though <laughs> this is this shows how I'm going to admit it how lazy I am I just I just clicked on the TV and turned on Hulu and watched it, even though it had some commercials in it, rather than going over to the cabinet, getting out the discs, putting <laughs> the disc in the machine. Isn't that terrible, Jen? Well, yeah. I <laughs> and I wouldn't have sometimes. had to watch commercials. but Yeah. But. I have um, them on DVD, the series on DVD. But my player, we use the Xbox One to play the DVD, and we're getting the black screen of death. Oh, so I oh, couldn't. That's no and good. so I had to go buy the series to catch up for this episode. And oh, okay. I looked on Apple. Apple's usually my first go-to because I have a little Apple, Apple TV and they're not selling the series on Apple TV really? or on uh, the Apple store. So I had to buy it on prime and then watch it on my computer. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Because I have the prime. That's really funny because I, I thought I used this, this, this website called Just Stream. I think it mm-hmm. might be called JustStream.com. Because I quickly looked the other day when I wanted to watch, you know, watch the pilot at least again, and I thought for sure it said it was for sale on Apple, but maybe it's not. Maybe they were wrong or something. But uh, yeah. Anyway, um, but that's yeah. You're gonna, you guys are gonna have to get a new, uh, new Xbox or something. Or oh, it's a software thing. It's not a hardware thing. You know how it's can start... it be? Can it be fixed then? I think it or... it does. It'll have to be um, updated offline with a with a thumb drive or something. Oh, really? You know? Because there was an update happening and somehow it it didn't, didn't work take correctly. Didn't work. So oh, yeah, yeah. It, there was those a, can it, be a little weird. Yeah, it happened recently. I think in April, and it just uh, hit us. So. Well, that's Fun. too bad. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> so uh, you had to you had to go get the series. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I have. I think I have like two different disc sets. I think I have like DVD, and I think I bought a Blu-ray version too. And uh, but and I even have a Blu-ray player. But I was like, but I think if I watch if over the next week or two or three, if I watch the rest of the series, I'm not watching commercial-filled Hulu version. I'm going to pull out the discs yeah. and, and you and play them since I have a, a working player and all that. I'd, it was just kind of like, oh, I'm just here on the couch. All right, I'm just going to turn it on and, you know, whatever. But, uh, well, this has been fun. We'll have to do another one about something else in, in a few months sure. or something. But, uh, yeah. well, good luck with um, the rest of your week and weekend and all that. And I hope it does eventually cool off down there. Uh, and, rain. And, we just need rain. <laughs> You know, we've had some rain up here. We had a little, we had actually had a little bit this morning for about, <laughs> it was trash day here. So I'm running out the trash in the rain. And literally after I put the trash out, it stopped raining. It's like, <laughs> that's the way it goes. Thank you. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> raining that hard and it's warm out. I don't really mind. I kind of like a good summer rain. You know, it's, it's different when you get rain here and it, you're, we're in the fall and it's like 40 degrees outside and you're getting rained on. That's yep. not, that's not fun. Nope. But, um, but but anyway, yeah, we've we've had some rain. We we haven't been too bad on that. We we we're not like some places that it's kind of feast or famine in some areas of the country, you know, where they just get either mm-hmm. drenched or they get nothing and uh I'll never complain about rain because, you know, too many places don't get enough. So All right, Jen. Well, thanks for joining me. I'm going to stop the recording. Let's just say um how about we say we'll see you around the verse. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Ready? Go. It's been shiny. See you around the verse. See you around the verse, folks. (laughs) Keep flying. Keep flying. Here's the song, baby. (laughs) Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care.
I'm still free. You can't take the sky from me. Take me out to the black. Tell them I'm not coming back. <laughs> Burn the land and boil the sea. You can't take the sky from me. There's no place I can be since I found serenity. You can't take the sky from me. This has been a Rico Dosti podcast production.